Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beer is a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't. And it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Vince, I- I'm calling you out. We, we weren't what are you calling me out for? I don't understand. We were, just the... talk- we were just talking about this beer we're about to try, and you made a big mistake. You, you... A big mistake, but but not one that we are surprised if you've been listening or you know me at all. <laughs> no, uh, we, we're not surprised, but I'm, I'm still flabbergasted. Well, what are we drinking today, Tom? Let's start with that. We're drinking a beer called Purple Haze. Very popular by Abita Brewing. Also, the name of a Jimi Hendrix song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, didn't, you thought that this was a song for beginning guitar students. You're like, yeah, my cousins, uh, they were first song they learned was... Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> that smoke on the water. Okay, by, by deep, by deep purple. purple. So we can see how maybe I could have messed it up. I'm just imagining your 12 year old cousin nailing purple haze. <laughs> purple haze all in my brain. <laughs> There's some wicked guitar solos in that. Yeah. Well, Vince, uh, I'm gonna forgive you at some point, but. Not today. <laughs> That's okay. I understand. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's an easy mistake to make, though. We are drinking Purple Haze, and as you mentioned, it is out of Abita Brewing Company, which is in uh, Abita Springs, Louisiana. Vince, is a, this is our first Louisiana beer. It is? Yep. Probably technically a Nolens beer. It, you know what? Technically, it, it's 30 miles outside of New Orleans, but we're going to count it. I would say it's a New Orleans metro area beer. So it's it's on the other side of Lake Pontchartrain. Yeah. Which I know because there are bull sharks in there, there are gators in there, and not gators, crocodiles? Gators. gators. Not gators. Gators! Gators! And they frequently take their pound of flesh from humanity and make their way on the Discovery Channel. They sure do. <laughs> you just reminded me of that Bloodhound Gang song. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. So, uh, Abita Brewing started in 1986. They claim to be a Louisiana's original craft brewery. I did read that. So, I will take them at their word for it. I mean... We'll get into this later on, but I don't necessarily think about uh, craft beer when I'm in New Orleans, but I know that there is a a craft beer scene, uh, particularly uh, in the city of New Orleans. But in 1994, they moved from their original site to a now 100-seat brew pub, which again, about 30 miles outside of New Orleans. Uh, It's there where they brew more than 125,000 barrels of beer they also make soda. Oh, interesting. You're not a beer person. But some other ones you may have heard of that they, that they have produced. Uh, Beta Amber, uh, Big Easy IPA, and then, of course, what we're drinking today, which is Purple Haze. Now, Vince, you suggested this one. And yeah. I figured out why pretty quickly because this is a fruit beer. Well, it is a fruit beer, but that is not why I suggested it. I actually suggested it because it's a pretty well-known beer and pretty well uh distributed beer and it is also a again a delicious most likely raspberry wheat lager friend of the pod hannah johnson actually did her i believe her grad school down in lsu and this is one of her favorite beers 
Oh, I've got some LSU stories. Oh, oh I bet you do. Um, I bet you do. The description, quickly, uh, it says, Experience the magic of purple haze. Noted. Clouds of real... <laughs> and deep purple. <laughs> uh, clouds of real raspberry swirl in this tart and tantalizing lager inspired by the good spirits and dark mysteries of New Orleans. Brewed with Pilsner and wheat... Malts along with Vanguard hops let the sense of berries and the hazy purple brew put a spell on you. But a nice, easy, light spell at 4.2%. Yeah. it's a, You know what? I, I don't know if I've had this before. It's possible. and Maybe I just forgot. But I'm looking forward to trying it again or for the first time. Why don't we crack them? Let's crack them. Cheers. Cheers. Louisiana. Fast! What the? <laughs> what the? Oh, now you want to do the what the stuff. Okay. Smell quite fruity. It smells like raspberries. And it tastes like raspberries too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's exactly what they advertise it as. It's a raspberry beer. That's beautiful. That's some deep raspberry. I mean, that's, that's like, this may be the first time that I've had a beer that's like named for how it feels going down. Yeah, and, you know, not to hammer home the name even more so, but, you know, the Purple Haze was one of the descriptions for, like, how it felt to be high on a marijuana oh, back interesting. in the day. That was why it was called Purple Haze All In My Brains. And Jimi Hendrix, as we all know, uh, was very much on drugs. And it ended up tragically ending his life, although not because of weed or psychedelics. So... My relationship with Purple Haze, the song, um, I got super into Jimi Hendrix when I was just learning music, and I still, to this day, think he's the greatest guitarist ever. I've said that before. But we actually filmed a, uh, a video to the song Purple Haze when I was in sixth grade. I'm just now remembering this. I don't know where that video is now, but it was very silly. We'll get we'll get more Doherty on it, more Alan Doherty. Oh, she wasn't not involved in that. Oh, but she definitely knows the location <laughs> of it. Probably, I promise you that she probably does. Yeah. So I'm thinking about this, and just the way that it feels is so deep, and rightfully so. This could be a little bit uh, mystical, but if you've have you ever had like a, a very very ripe raspberry? Not yeah. it's not tart. It's just like dripping and sweet, and it is that dark purple that's the taste that's encapsulated here which is a little different than like a rubius which is like the bright red raspberry yeah and some of the rubiuses i've had are like nitro rubiuses which are totally different yeah tastes than this but yeah i mean i think they're obviously playing into the tropes of new orleans and i've been there now three times and I've never been there. We were supposed to take my dad, but COVID hit. So I can't recommend it enough. I mean, it is really, it's a city that feels like it's a part of a different country and frankly, even a different world in some respects. Not only because of the way people speak and just the, the vibrant, unique culture, um, but it's just like, there's a lot of old school like uh, approaches to things. Yeah, you know, there's you can smoke everywhere, you can drink everywhere. I called it America's drunkest city the last time I was <laughs> down there. Um, but you know, obviously, music and like 
the dead are a big part of the experience. You know, people go to cemeteries, the and ghost tours. Yeah, the mystical, the the from the beyond, and I, right. it's interesting because I can't tell if I'm allowing the heritage of this beer as well as the can to influence it, but tasting this feels almost like I'm drinking like a like maybe a love potion or something some sort of potion that's going to impact me in some way that nothing you drink should that's right? going to put a spell on you it's going to it's what it did it put a spell on me <laughs> so when you think about like shows or movies you've seen that that give you that vibe like you know what comes to mind i i would actually like to go with the most recent season of stranger things here because for a long time and I think we're going to get into your issues with Stranger Things overall. But for a long time, the first three seasons of Stranger Things were almost like light. Like they weren't given all the tools that they needed to do to complete their vision. Right? But season four, $30 million per episode. This thing popped. They weren't scared to turn it into full horror, which makes a lot of sense, while also maintaining that sort of mystique of this underground now i'm drinking purple haze here and it's full-bodied it's beautiful this is what a raspberry lager should taste like to me just like stranger things season four is what stranger things should have been all along in my opinion i actually have had the opposite trajectory with stranger things I enjoyed, I really liked the first two seasons a lot because I thought it was like a charming mix of 80s nostalgia, sort of that Amblin, Steven Spielberg, Goonies vibe where it's like, you know, kids, you know, doing stuff and getting into trouble, but it was like good hearted trouble. And then I started to like sense a sort of repetition throughout the seasons where it's like, okay, I kind of get they figure out something about the upside down 11 saves the day and then where they really kind of fucked with my head this last season was just how incredibly long the episodes were and it just felt very drawn out and i i still like appreciate the show but i kind of just i'm i'm kind of over it personally okay and i also think that like (laughs) The show's popularity has sort of drowned out my, like, enjoyment of the original show, which was, like, a fun surprise, right? Like, no one was expecting Stranger Things. Sure. And now it's, like, the most important thing at Netflix. Yeah, but how many times do we see no one was expecting that, and then it keeps getting seasons, and it keeps get, they keep giving properties to somebody that they didn't expect, and that person or that series or that property can't deliver, as opposed to, in my opinion, what's happened here is they've built themselves a nice staircase up to this masterful performance. I don't think it's been masterful. I think it's pretty much... They're just playing the same records, but with new people and with bigger budgets. And like, there are undeniably impressive things about the show. But some people bomb with a big budget. I also think that they've introduced too many stupid characters. Like they, like that bully kid, the basketball bully, who the way he pronunciates the word "freaks" really bothers me. It's like we gotta find these freaks. <laughs> he does yeah. that like every single episode. 
I also hate in general when shows like introduce a big bad villain that's like been lurking in the background like oh you thought these other people were bad dude how can you say that when you have so much respect and love for the avengers because that was slowly teased out over six years it was, this was there slowly was a, teased out over four vecna when was vecna teased what are you talking about they, vecna they, was never teased out before they, season four you have to follow the logical progression of it right they they've gone to a bigger bad every single time yeah, but then all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, this guy was behind it the whole time. Like, I... See? There th- could have been... This is, now, hang on, hang on. Spoilers ahead for those yeah, of you who have not at watched. At this point, people will have seen it. Yeah. But regardless, if you have not, spoilers ahead. Because in that specific scene, you know the one I'm talking yes. about where he's, like, giving his autobiography. Right. He meets what looks like the Mind Flayer. He doesn't, like, create that. It's this force that's already there yeah i i understand that but they i just don't think they handled it as well as other people do and again i get it i'm i'm not a stranger things lover at this point like again i appreciate it i'm gonna finish the show but like it bothers me that it's still going on i was ready for it to be done i okay in your defense i thought that this was the final season and when i got to the finale and it wasn't the final season, I was kind of like, I I was kind of crestfallen a little bit. And also, can we just acknowledge that it's totally ridiculous now that they're saying these kids are 15? Like, clearly they're all, like, in their 20s. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they're still freshmen at Hawkins. No, no, no. Will Byers definitely still looks like he's 15. Yeah, well, he's always looked the youngest of the group. Yeah. Lucas and Finn Wolfhard's character. I yeah. can't stand Mike. I you want if you I was begging when they said there no characters off limits and someone's gonna die. Yeah. Which I don't really okay, love but that they did that. That's my other thing. I think that they're too chicken shit to kill any of the main characters. Like the Hopper thing, that was such a dumb fake out. Like, don't even bother fake killing Hopper. Right. But instead we have to Go through this whole Russian prison subplot for a whole year just so that he's back exactly where he was. I didn't enjoy that part of it at all. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I actually think that uh, Breck Elman's character, what's that guy's name? Murray. Murray is yeah. one of, he's an enjoyable character in that. And I loved the peanut butter, uh, what do they call him? The, the peanut butter thief. Oh, yeah. That the guy. peanut butter bandit. Yuri. That guy. St- He's a scene stealer. He was a lot of fun. Well, the, I felt they could have just cut out that whole subplot and just had Hopper involved. But why don't we try uh, this in the glass? We're going to have to because I'm running out of it. I am enjoying this yeah. thoroughly. I want to oh circle my back. God. I want to circle back to something you touched on earlier. Not about Stranger Things because I think we've talked about it. Tom, that. this color is not what I expected. And are you noticing that it's like. Kind of pulpy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like there's. It looks like there's seeds. In <laughs> Ironically, it. it looks like the upside down. Yeah, it kind of does. You're right. <laughs> this is. Oh. Let's give this a try, and then I want to. Yeah, that's real. Good. Actually, loses a little bit of its power, flavor-wise, out of the glass. So, I, I think a more thematic uh, connection with this is actually a Louisiana-based property, True Detective, season one. Okay. Now, 
Obviously, you've seen True Detective, right? No, no, no. I've not. You haven't seen any of True Detective? No, I haven't watched a single second. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, you should. You I should watch. Off, I heard it went off a cliff when they got Vince Vaughn involved, which yeah. is a shame. So the, so the, original, the original True Detective was Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Yep. And they're Louisiana cops, and they're working on a grisly series of murders. And... This is what like I think about when I think about Louisiana. It's like it's swampy, it's muggy, it's hot. It's the south. There's there's like a lawless vibe to it. Yeah. And then you've got the literal mystical wizard of Hollywood, Matthew McConaughey spinning yarn and it's going back and forth from the present to the past and he plays a guy named Rust Cole. That's the name of his Jeez, character. Why not and make it more a, on the nose and he's call it got a belt? He's got a Fu Manchu and a ponytail, and he's cutting cans of beer into like little like figurines while he's confessing, uh, or not confessing. He's talking to the police in modern times. And you, you guys can't see me, but this is what I envision. He's got that kind of wide eyed, but he's staring right. down at his work, and he's and he's talking all of a sudden right. about how, how I like to cut these, I like to cut them up in these figurines. They make. <laughs> The world, right? Time is a flat circle. He literally says that in the show. Everything will make sense if you watch The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. So, whatever like, that is, that was bad. I lost it at the end. But so, you get it. so like Stranger Things, this was a show that came out of nowhere and it was monumentally successful. It was also like the first time a like a full blown movie star like went quote to unquote TV. went to TV. They joke about that in 30, 30 Rock. What's the best way to kill your career? Do TV. Right. Matthew McConaughey flipped that on its head. And, you know, the ending of that show was, was pretty good. But for a while, it, like, it was tying in all these mystical elements into, like, real crime. And it was just such an engrossing show. And, like, I feel like that captured the vibe of, of Louisiana very, very well. Now, again... It's a fictional cop show, so I'm not saying it's, like, a literal interpretation, but, like, when you go down there, like, I'm telling you, it's just, like, you are just transported into, like, a different reality. I think we've talked about this one in a different context, but Beasts of the Southern Wild, have you seen that? I have seen that, That is almost what you're talking about, like, this entire, because there's this world that's backwoods Louisiana, and that is a totally different lifestyle. Oh, yeah. That's, Buying the bayou. That, I mean, talk about that. You do a little, how can we talk about Louisiana without talking about Bobby Boucher? <laughs> Remember when Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and, and, and the Mud Dogs won the Bourbon Bowl? <laughs> what, what, is, what does he say? He, excuse me, Mr. What's the wrestler's name? I had forgotten the wrestler's name. Mr. Mr. Bone Crush, I, I, I was wondering if perhaps you, you were in the need of, of a high-quality high water boy. And then there's that one character who's just like, all he does is say indecipherable gibberish. He's like, yes. I mean, that's for comedic, like, you know, exaggeration, but the way people talk down there, it's so, it's, it's tough. so wild. Like, we had a... We did a gator tour there, and the guy's name was... Uh, well, do you even know for sure, given the I know indecipherable sure. accent? Yeah. <laughs> this guy, he was uh, it was Captain uh, Emmett. Yeah, Captain Emmett. He's like, now, uh, this gator over here, his name is uh, Wally. 
Turns out all the gators are named Wally. <laughs> and like he stuck like a stick out with a hot dog on it and would like come entice to come over and be like, Hey Gator, come here, Wally. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, anytime we saw a Gator, I'd be like, Is that Wally? And be like, Yeah, that's Wally. It's crazy. Um, I do have one other New Orleans or Louisiana anecdote. You mentioned your friend Hannah is a fan of our show. Uh-huh. Uh, we went to an LSU Mizzou game and we stayed at a hotel called the Belle of Baton Rouge. Okay. It is by far the worst hotel I've ever stayed at. It's it's a nightmare. Uh, and the reason we went, aside from the, the price, was it was connected to a casino. <laughs> And like, wait, like the Missouri Bell? Is... Yeah, but like really shitty. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> so it was on the river, and it was just like a disgusting hotel. There were like cockroaches everywhere. The food was bad. Like everywhere smelled like smoke. The casino was terrible. But the kicker to all this, a guy died at the hotel while we were there. Get out. The last night, <laughs> and like. We woke up to the blood-curdling scream of his wife, like, discovering... Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm I'm laughing only because of it just... It capped off this terrible hotel experience in such a unique way. Like, I'll never forget it. And we still talk about that trip <laughs> to this day. Well, I can tell you right now, and I may not get it because I'm mentioning it here, but I will absolutely get some S-H-I-T, some sugar honey iced tea from a couple of listeners here who left me in charge, even though I was the only one without points and without status, left me in charge of choosing a hotel for us to stay for one night in Grand Rapids. And I found a price and it wouldn't tell me what it was until I booked it. And so I said, okay, guys, I don't know what it is. It could be anything. And they said, yeah, book it. It's 50 bucks. That's awesome. Yeah. And then it was a night's in. And then somebody started reading the reviews. And all of a sudden, somebody just started assuming that they had bed bugs. And we had to go somewhere else. And they have given me shit for it to this day. Well, so you sound a lot like uh, the guy in our group who, who booked this place. So. I mean, <laughs> listen, if everyone is going to say they're okay with it, you've got to be okay with it. Yeah, I mean, we should have known better, but, you know, it did make for a great story. So, point being... Back Louisiana. to the beer. Yeah, so this is a this is a delightful beer. I mean... It's crushable. I don't want to... High on the crushability fact. In- incredibly crushable. I mean, perfect for summer. Louisiana gets hot as fuck most of the year. Um, this would be a good beverage to cool off with. It's tasty. It's sweet. There's zero bite to it. It's bold too. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give this a four point two five out of five times. Wow, yeah. that is very high. Is that a record for a sour? It can't be. No, no. The Midnight Bramble is still my highest. The first and ever sour that we had on this. Yes. Well, not the first and ever, but the first and ever. Well, the thing is, though, this is <laughs> this isn't a sour. This is uh, this is a raspberry lager. That's so, fair. That is fair. Um, I don't know how many fruit beers we've done off the top of my head, but this is a delicious beer. Yeah, I, this I is like very, it a lot. It's very good. It's it's easy. It sits on the tongue, and then it's so bold too. Like I feel like a lot of these light beers, you're just missing something, right? It's almost like. Uh, it's like skinny Jonah Hill, <laughs> you know, like yeah. There's there's skinny Jonah Hill, and then there's like beefed up Jonah Hill a little bit. 
You could say the same about Seth Rogen, although he's made a pretty good career out of being skinny too. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like I feel like I I don't know why, but I feel like Jonah Hill was given more opportunities to really shine, and I, I'm getting us off track here. But when he was chunkier like even in he still could have been a very very good peter brand in moneyball if he was thin but i just i feel like when he uh, hollywood has this weird obsession with you're either fat or you're thin and if you're fat you're funny if you're thin you're not yeah it is it is right we'll have to unpack that yeah we can unpack it either way what's the score the whole idea is that a lot of these lighter beers you feel like you're you're missing that you're not. This is a full body. This is a super bad Jonah Hill right here. This is a 4.5 out of 5 Vinces. It's beautiful. It's sweet. It is smooth. And it is refreshing. Couldn't say it better myself. Uh, we got to get you to New Orleans. You got to check it out. It's really, really cool. Fly me down, New Orleans. I got I got a friend that still lives there and another friend who just moved. and They, they both were big fans. So, Love to hear it. And if you'd love to hear what we just talked about, uh, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple and Spotify and wherever you get your your podcasts. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Check out some of the shows that we discussed. But until then, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans, must booze.